This one pizza is based off a uh, pizza place in what's called Mystic Connecticut. And it's a pizza place called A Slice of Heaven. Now, Julia Roberts stars in this particular film called Mystic Pizza. It's like pizza in Mystic Connecticut. And that's who this film is based on. And we're going to take it minute by minute to figure out why we're talking about pizza in Mystic Connecticut. I'm really sick. Yeah. Yeah, we all are. I was a little <laughs> sick last week. I'm feeling pretty good now. Yeah. Maybe I shouldn't be so close to you guys. Yeah, prepare to get sick again. Well, yeah. this is, I'm, I'm sinuses, so. I just had a little cold, I guess. I thought it was going to be the flu. There's real bad flu going around right now. Yeah. And so I was like, hold up in my apartment with like vitamin water and like, you know, halls and stuff, just waiting for the nice. symptoms to, uh, to break, you know? Uh, but they never did, and instead they just kind of went away. Yeah, so. I hope that happens to me. I uh, I had some Benadryl on the way over here. Does Benadryl keep you up or make you go to sleep? I think it does both. It does both. Mm-hmm. Keeps you up and makes you go to sleep. Yeah, that's the one where you time. start driving and you don't remember how you went places and stuff. Yeah. I yeah. think. I just know. took a big old road trip today. And yeah, at the beginning of it, I started <laughs> a feeling... A Benadryl road trip. Benadryl road trip. Uh-huh. I started feeling kind of sick at the beginning of it, so I stopped at a Rite Aid, got some Benadryl. I should have got some more stuff like orange juice and all that crap because mm. yeah, there's a there's an epidemic going around people. Yeah, like how many people have died of this flu? I think it's like like last I had heard like four thousand or something. Yeah, really. My, yeah, uh, I saw this hilarious thing where uh, this person said it was an article that was like four thousand people have died of the flu, and then one of the comments was like, "See, this is why I never get the flu shot." <laughs> <laughs> My dad uh, was real sick last week, and he actually went to the hospital because he was, like, floored. Like, he was, like, crawling on the floor. He was so sick. Yeah, crawling around. Crawling around on the floor, you know, speaking in tongues. (laughs) Crawling in the dark looking for the answers. Crawling in the dark looking for the answers. So, So. uh, what were his symptoms? The, the flu, like, he went to the doctor and he yeah, was, like, different flus. He was, like, doc, I'm real sick. And the doctor was, like, the doctor was, like, yup, you're real sick. Or was it like a sinusy kind of thing? I don't know. I didn't. I didn't dig too deep into that. Mine is like it's like kind of like the back of my throat, like below the nose, but above the throat. You know, mm-hmm. just in the back. The last time I got the flu, I think I didn't have any particular like there was no single symptom that was like particularly strong. I just felt terrible. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Hopefully this goes away soon because this is technically the beginning of my week. Like work is about to start. Technically, it's Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know. Monday and Tuesday are my weekends, really. Mm. So Wednesday is like my Monday. Yeah, I'm I'm about to get sick, so I'm going to do everything within my power to not get sick. Are you allowed that. to be sick if you're working with foodstuffs? Like, can you spread that, or does the cooking it? Like, I make... I think that you're probably not allowed to be like on any kind of paper or face value. Uh-huh. But uh, if you call out because you're like a little bit sick, you know. They're not going to take too kindly to that. I can do it. Okay, so maybe avoid uh, Jiminy Crickets for the next couple maybe, of weeks. Maybe just avoid every place that has food. Yeah. Next couple of weeks? Yeah, I'm just going to take off work for a couple of weeks. Just not get No, paid. I'm saying uh, people, the listeners, should avoid it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, don't go to Jiminy Crickets in, in Zedia, PA. <laughs> That's for sure. We have a thousand beers. Anyway, so uh, this is the Mystic Pizza Minute. Uh, this is a show in which we go through the movie Mystic Pizza, 1988, <laughs> Julia Roberts, 
Donald Petrie. Minute at a time. Never seen it before. Never I'm saw David it. Holford. Never saw it, not a once. I'm a John Windsor. And with us today we have we our have, editor. We have Steve Richardson. Yep. Who, That's a good uh, one, Steve. who chose this minute uh, specifically? Yeah, right? he like uh like several weeks ago he was like, Hey, if nobody's called episode sixty nine yet, I call episode sixty nine. Well it's my birthday. Mm-hmm. Oh gee. <laughs> Six nine, you know, my birthday. February 69th, Steve Richardson's birthday. <laughs> yeah. What hey, is the, remember, uh, remember, do you remember yesterday, Windsor, when um, you were looking at a calendar app on your phone and you asked me what Halloween was? <laughs> yes, I Oh, did. yeah, what's the story behind that? <laughs> so, Windsor uh, wanted to plan a party. And he wanted yeah, to... I came home drunk last night. Very drunk. And I uh, wanted to plan a party. Uh-huh. And uh, I couldn't remember when Halloween was. Because I was like, should this be after or before Halloween, this party? So, what did you settle on? Uh, I don't know. I think I just settled on halfway doing it and giving up. Now, is this going to be that Mario Party party that you've talked about? No, but that is still in the works. Uh, my plan to have a Mario we party. Ha- we all have to dress up as Mario characters. Yeah, you all have to dress up and as... And then take mushrooms. As Mario characters. <laughs> mushrooms are optional, but uh, encouraged. Nope, no, no, not optional. Not optional. You have to take hallucinogenic drugs to be at this party. <laughs> like, they hand it to you when you go in the door. Especially if you're not dressed up like a Mario character. Oh, well, then you gotta do twice as much. Because then you're like a Goomba. Yeah. Minute 69 Minute uh, Steve wanted to, Minute 69 Because of some kind of cultural significance uh, With that number Can anybody explain the cultural significance of the number 69? Well, you we're see. all concerned with our own mortality And 69 represents infinity Like uh-huh. or immortality Because it's a continuous loop From the, the top of the 6 Down to the bottom of the 9 And yeah. you know, and so on and so forth So it's like a yin-yang It's kind of a mystic number yeah, yeah, like when a, you know when number. a six and a nine really love each other mm-hmm. and they just get right next to each other. Or what? Uh, uh, that's how numbers are made. Mm-hmm. When a nine and a p really love each other, <laughs> the p turns upside down, <laughs> and um, yeah, they become a sixty-nine. Like oh, well, I remembered what I wanted to say. You shouldn't complain about him getting mixed up on that Halloween thing because one time you got uh, spaghetti mixed up with uh, uh, George Mason. No, Bill Bill Paxton. Bill Paxton. You got yeah. Bill Paxton and spaghetti mixed up. Yeah, because that definitely wasn't a joke. <laughs> no, you 100%. Okay, so, like, let me tell the story, and you can judge for yourselves. So I was showing him. Uh, no, I mentioned to him. I was like, you know it would be a good theme for a pinball table? Spaghetti. Right? Now imagine a spaghetti-themed pinball table, right? You got, uh-huh. like, there's a big... It's got, like, a like a checkered tablecloth kind of pattern and a big bowl of spaghetti, and then there's all the, you know, right. metal loops going everywhere, and maybe, like, a three-dimensional bowl of spaghetti in the back of it. And, you right. know, ball, it's playing, meatball. like, Italian... Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's like a red like a pinball be a meatball. It's like a red metallic pinball, mm-hmm. you know? There's, like, a chef, like, holding a, the corner of his mustache and stuff. Anyway, so I, I pitched this idea to Steve, and he was like, well, that already exists. And I'm like, no, I'm pretty sure it doesn't. And he's like, you showed it to me. And I'm like, I didn't show you any spaghetti pinball table. And he was like, yeah, you did. And then I was, like, racking my brain for, like, what he could have been talking about. And I was like, wait, I showed him that Bill Paxton pinball machine that somebody had custom <laughs> built. Do you mean that Bill Paxton pinball machine? So, in conclusion, Steve got Bill Paxton mixed up with spaghetti. <laughs> I definitely knew that Bill Paxton was not food, uh-huh. 
Well, evidently you didn't because you thought that he was spaghetti. See, the fact that you can literally lie about every single thing you tell me, and then one time I make a joke, you don't let it ever go for three years, <laughs> very upsetting. This was three years ago. Probably. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, sometimes I think about things that were three years ago, and I'm like, wow. I thought that was yesterday. Well, this, See, this just got really tense, though. Let, that let's, was built off let's a joke going. that I came up with a while ago. I told my sister when I was like, you know what? I often get Jackie Mason mixed up with a mason jar. Mm, I really, I don't think you're... Mm. I mean, you can tell me how my, my, my thoughts work. That'd be really great, because I clearly I, don't have any control over them. Is, is Bill Paxton or Spaghetti in the movie Mystic Pizza? No. I mean, spaghetti? Because that's what well, we're here to talk about today. Yeah. So, uh, okay, well, walk us through this minute, Windsor. I, I don't today, have any really good notes on... Today on the Mystic Pizza... At least in explaining the minute, kind Today of on the Mystic Pizza podcast, the only podcast about Mystic Pizza, uh, we're on minute 69, and uh, it's a continuation of the, the doc scene between Kat, uh, Phoebe, and Tim Travers. Tim Travers just got home from work. Kat kind of doesn't spill the beans, but she asks him about his wife for seemingly the first time. She's like, what's your wife like? And he's like, ah, I am my wife. Yeah, she's cool. Well, wasn't that last minute? Oh, yeah, he's just giving the setup. You know, in like a roundabout way, he brought it back to going to Harvard. And he was like, man, I remember my first day at Harvard. And she's like, yeah, how'd you feel about that? And he was like, scared shitless. Mm -hmm. But then he was saying how about, like, you know, he was scared to go to Harvard, but he was also really excited about it. And he was like, I felt like I was really going to live. And, uh... Cat looks at him and she goes, "Well, haven't you? You know, because he's like a thirty-five-year-old, like established architect now." Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, he's like, uh, "Yeah, I guess so." You know, uh, you know, he doesn't seem like exactly well. I think satisfied he's... with his life at the moment. Well, fin- let's finish describing this, and I've got some comments on that. Uh huh. Um, yeah, go ahead. Oh well, uh, then he kind of changes the subject. He looks at her and goes, uh, "Aren't they going to kill you at that pizza place?" And implying she looks, that she's running late. Yeah, implying that she's running late. So we know that her shift starts at, you know, maybe sundown. like... Sundown. Sundown, yeah, around like 5.30 or 6. It's an Amish pizza place. Mm-hmm. So she says, no, nah, they're, they're going to cover for me and all this stuff. So they walk over to where Phoebe is, and he picks up Phoebe. Tim Travers, he picks up Phoebe, and Phoebe's like, fly me. So he starts flying Phoebe around like she's a plane, and he flies her right up to Cat's face. So, like, to, uh, so it's like... She's flying in for a kiss. Kinda. Yeah, she's like flying or like in for an a Eskimo kiss. kiss. Yeah, they're just like touching foreheads right now. Yeah. Yeah, and then the the minute ends. Okay, so uh, yeah, no, like so the part where he starts like reminiscing a little bit, like, well, first off, I think in the last minute we discussed that he's kind of doing a little bit of mentoring here, or it seems to be the direction he's going in, and this just confirms that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also think he might be kind of using her a little bit because like. So he's having some, like, maybe, like, almost... It's a little early for a midlife crisis, but he's having some, like, midlife regrets, you know? Yeah. He, he's yeah. having or, some... Uh, or he's taking some midlife risks. What, what's that, uh... What's that Talking head song? <laughs> Once in a Lifetime? Mm-hmm. He's it's, he's doing a little bit of that. He's, yeah. He looked a little wistful there. He's like, He's like, that's happens. not my beautiful wife. You stuff know? happens. What can I say? Uh, but, yeah. like, he's kind of using her in a way, though, because he's, like, projecting... Like, he's like, oh, I wish I could go back and, like, make decisions again, you know? Yeah, uh-huh. uh-huh. But, Almost like uh, JoJo did in the last scene when she was going through that monologue. She was, like, assigning people roles and stuff. Mm-hmm. She was like, you guys are going to help me out, right? And before they could even say anything, that she's like, good, great, I'm glad you're helping me out. Tim is almost doing the same thing to Kat right now. Like, he's coming home from work, and he's just like, hey, my student is here. 
Well, a lot of the even drama... though she's his babysitter, he's just like anything that she says about like his wife or something, he like brushes aside and like brings it around again to like a topic about Yale or something about mm-hmm. like something academic. So he sees himself as like her mentor. But uh, he's not really supposed to. Well, he doesn't just... I don't think it's as important what he sees himself as. It's what he sees her as. Uh And he sees her as a younger version of himself. Right. You know, that he can, like, project things onto. Right? That he can question his own life choices. One that he could potentially put his lips all over. (laughs) (laughs) Well, maybe. I'm not even sure that that's where he's going. Uh, I'm still not convinced that he actually has romantic intentions. A little more than projecting, if you know what I mean. Right. That's what you should have said. Uh, okay. Projecting well, anyway. <laughs> that tongue all down that throat. There you go. Um, but a lot of this movie, a lot of the drama in this movie comes from people wanting other people to play certain roles for them and those people, how they react to it, like whether they go along with it or whether they don't. So, yeah. like, you know, Bill wants JoJo to be his wife, right? Mm-hmm. And then JoJo wants Bill to be, like, you know, his uh, her fuck toy. Right. <laughs> for, uh, for uh, you know... Lack of so a it's like uh, nobody's really doing anything wrong in Mystic Pizza, but um, I guess you could say the only wrong that anybody is doing is not living up to the expectations of their significant other. Daisy wants uh, Charlie to be like her Prince Charming that takes her away from this with his like you know resources and such. Uh-huh. Whereas he kind of wants almost the opposite from her. Yeah. To yeah, he wants like the simple life, basically. You yeah, know, he wants the towny life. He wants to escape to her world. She mm. wants to escape he to his. to uh, common people her. And then, <laughs> and then of course, we've got Cat uh, here who wants to, like, maybe be in some sort of relationship or <laughs> have some sort of romantic feelings towards uh, Tim. And then Tim wants to mentor or project or however you want to put it yeah. onto her. So, like, there's a lot of that going on. But at the same time, there's the uh, the part at the end where he picks up Phoebe and she wants him to fly him around like a fly her around like an airplane. Mm-hmm. He uh, brings Phoebe up to Cat's face so that Phoebe and Cat kiss each other. Yeah, you know, and uh, that's there's a, a certain maternal like element to that. Yeah, gesture. that's a, that's a little bit weird. Like, what if the wife came home at that second and saw that happening? You know, she's like, well, I think you like get my daughter's face it. away from the babysitter. Like, the babysitter isn't supposed to be kissing our children. They're supposed to be looking after the children until I get home. Yeah, you know, I think uh, I think Tim does have kind of like a, a romantic uh, thing going on with Cat, but he's he knows that he can't do anything about sort it. Sort of. I mean, I think he's having some romantic. I'm using the broader version of the term romantic, not necessarily uh-huh. like romance romantic. I was but like he's romanticizing his own youth and stuff. I was going to yeah. say, do you think it's it's less the connection that like they have feelings like Cat has feelings for Tim to his feelings for Cat rather than Cat like is interested in experience with like you know this like someone who like has experience and like has been through what she's been through mm-hmm. and Tim is like looking for like an escape from the reality he's gotten himself into. Yeah, that's possible as well. So it's yeah. just like the roles they're playing rather than actual interpersonal you know connection. But I guess you could say that a lot of, like, romance, uh, these are themes present in a lot of romance. Yeah, uh-huh. for sure. Because unless there's something physically keeping the people apart, you, you know, there's not a lot of romance movies where it's like they're trapped on either side of a maze. You know? <laughs> yeah. Well, you but could are there say they kind of are. Not, then it's like a, uh, a maze of the mind that they're trapped of the in mind. right like, now. Like a men's maze. And at the, at the middle of it is Tim's wife. Mm, so she's what was her uh, name? The, the Minotaur. Nikki. Yeah, she did. Nikki the Minotaur. Nikki the Minotaur. 
Nikki Travers, I guess, unless Have she didn't take his name. the Minotaur story here on this podcast? I don't think so. I'm not even sure I know the Minotaur story. I mean, I know you... They, well, not necessarily the, 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 like, it's not a story, but that for a while, for like the first at least year and a half, two years or something, uh-huh. that we, me and Windsor knew each other, he would exclusively refer to me as Minotaur. Yeah, yeah, because I met you at a party, and uh, everybody at this party was calling you Minotaur. And was so very was like, naked. Uh, and uh, well, like was, half the party got naked also, which it was, was awesome. It was the apotheosis. <laughs> it was a great party. That was a great party. But we it was were, like a, it was like a Greek like toga party, right? Yeah, basically it was sort of. It was uh, my friend minus Jacob the togas. Was, my, well, I was halfway through minus the togas, pretending to uh, some of them go through off. his his apotheosis, which is where you ascend into uh, you know the god realm in Greek mythology. Uh-huh. So we all just drank a bunch of wine and wore bed sheets and got naked, and we all had different. You know, like Roman or mythological names, mythological names we were going, right. calling each other by, and I chose Minotaur. Like I chose it like that afternoon, and the fact like that it stuck with you was so funny to me because it was like, yeah, I don't, I, I think I got it into my head that that was your name anyway. Like, that was just that's just been your nickname, John like, Minotaur, like since high school or something. Like, hey, it's Minotaur. Yeah. Like uh, so, I yeah. I, awesome I put you in my phone as Minotaur, and I just like yeah. For the next year, I was just like, hey, this is my friend Minotaur. Did you have any nicknames in school, uh, Steve? Not, not really. No. How about you, Windsor? You have any nicknames? Uh, they used to call the they used to call me Mr. Glass because I break like glass. <laughs> mm-hmm. I know Windsor's gonna pl- complain about this because he always complains when I bring up. Like unrelated people to the podcast, uh-huh, uh-huh. but like, uh, <laughs> see, he's already doing it. Uh, do you remember Perloff was Pez for a while at Pentecost? Yeah, because he wore a Pez shirt. Yeah, that was all it took. <laughs> it was all it took. His shirt said Pez. His name is Pez. Mm. Snot nose. <laughs> That's me. I'm snot. No, uh, they used to call me. Uh, I guess I don't know how this happened. Uh, you know, speaking of very specific people in our own lives that nobody else knows, mm-hmm. uh, Sarah Guype took to calling me Johnny Fidget for a while <laughs> because one day she saw me like fidgeting in my seat, like when no one was looking or something, and she's just like, "You fidget a lot. You're Johnny Fidget." I think I might have. And then oh. everybody started calling me Johnny Fidget for. Like, and then, two years. well, then you got the pad on the fidget spinner, so kind of stuck. Oh yeah, that's yeah, <laughs> true. Now I'm a millionaire. Uh, so, yeah, no, I think I told this story, uh, like, uh, so I'll just really briefly say it, but my nickname at, uh, Toys R Us when I worked there was, a uh, Video Shuffle, <laughs> and it was cause, like, I used to... I really to, like this story. Yeah, well, no, it was cause I was always alphabetizing the video section. Uh-huh. So, you know, Video Shuffle. Yeah, it's an awesome work name. Yeah. It's just like, hey, that guy that shuffles the videos, what's his name? <laughs> video Shuffle. Video Shuffle. Yo, Video Shuffle. I've been thinking of just calling you Video Shuffle from, like, now on. <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to change Put you that. on my phone, is that? Mm-hmm. I'm going to change your name on Facebook here so when you message me on Messenger. Oh, yeah? I have you down as Fartmouth. Yeah, which is real nice. <laughs> Steve, you actually just became uh, Steve in my phone instead of Minotaur. Oh, yeah? Since I got a new phone. And, like, the contacts didn't carry over. Ooh. So you now. have an actual phone now. I have an actual phone. You should give now. the phone number so that uh, I was going to say listeners yeah. can call. Bleep bloop blop six one zero four eight four. It's eight three. Bleep bloop blop beep. Eight <laughs> and then a three. Uh huh. And then another eight and another three. Remember on the Tom Green show when he gave his friend Glenn's number out? Mm. That was pretty funny. Remember the Tom Green show, everyone? Remember that um, commercial Tom, Tom where the guy Green was like, "Our identity." You know, theft protection is so secure. 
here's my social security number on a truck. Oh, and then he totally got his identity stolen. Yeah, like, like five <laughs> times. Yeah. Uh, people are dumb. The internet's great. I love the movie Mystic Pizza. Really? Because I hate the movie Mystic Pizza. Yeah, uh, that's a good question. Are we liking Mystic Pizza? No, actually, Mystic I'm pizza joking. So I like Mystic Pizza. Yeah, I yeah, I'm enjoying Mystic Pizza. I, I really like that. Like I really like uh, the scene prior to this one. This uh, I really like JoJo's speech in that last scene. That was really cool. Yeah. I was thinking after we finish this and this, like the next time we just sit down and actually watch the movie straight through, it's going to seem so short. Oh yeah, it'll it'll be really uh, nuts. We should watch it at like uh, you know how we speed it up sometimes and watch, watch it, it in one point like, five speed. Watch it in one point five speed. Like, oh, this, that'd be great. Yeah, we should absolutely do that. Just take like 20 minutes to watch the whole thing. This well, okay, let's year. do the math on that for a second, Windsor. 20 Would, minutes. <laughs> this so this movie, it's, it's an hour and 44, so if you divide that by, like, you know. 1.5? Mm-hmm. 20 minutes. We can do, we can do it in 20 minutes. We okay. can do it in 20 minutes. It's a 20-minute challenge. 20-minute Mystic Pizza. You have to eat a whole pizza and watch Mystic Pizza at 1.5 speed. Ooh. And by the time it's over, you have to be done that pizza. Well, okay. So first off, it would really be like an hour and like 15 minutes or something. <laughs> uh-huh. So Maybe. This I think you could probably only... eat a pizza in an hour and 15 minutes. Yeah. Nah, you're probably right. What was I going to say? Uh, who won the minute? Oh, um... Mm, mm. Phoebe? Mm. Phoebe, because she got flown around like a she plane. She had to fly. She did get flown around. And she was whereas the other two people in the scene just kind of had an awkward conversation. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Phoebe's the only one with like a true smile on her face. She's like blissfully unaware of all the hardships of adulthood. Uh, do, we, do we still think that she is a demonic time traveler? Because I still mm, Like, you know, she's like, uh... She's still at that stage where they like pretend to have jobs for fun. You know, they're mm-hmm. like, I'm a teacher. Right. <laughs> I'm a doctor. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a demon. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm 104 years old. Uh, what else? Oh, I had uh, I had written down that I think this is probably Kat's most flattering outfit. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's got this like pretty nice purple shirt on. It's, like I think you could still wear that probably. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like uh, it's maybe if you were in a slightly hipstery kind of way. I think she's wearing that shirt actually in um no no she's wearing like a Cosby sweater in one of the uh, posters. No, this is the yeah. nicest I think she's looked in this movie. Like she's got on the color coordinated. I'm sorry. What do we call Cosby sweaters now? Cosby sweaters. Are they still just Cosby I think sweaters? Still just Cosby sweaters. Even though Bill Cosby, they just became have a, a more negative connotation. Even though Bill Cosby became a supervillain, like if you see somebody in a Cosby sweater, you gotta you know watch out. Yeah. Don't leave your drinks around them. Right. But like, uh, but no, I think she's also a little made up. Like, like her eyelashes were like looking a little well defined and yeah. stuff. Yeah. Uh huh. And like, uh, like she's not. I mean, I don't want to insult her or anything, but she's like occasionally look kind of frumpy in this movie. Mm-hmm. You know. Like, right. some of that's the mannerisms, too. Yeah, she's been kind of... Like yeah, a, a she doesn't jingle. smile enough, either. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's what you're supposed to tell waitresses at pizza places, that they should smile more. What, does that happen? Oh, God, that happens so much. Actually, that happened a lot, like, last year, and then I think it became, like, a meme or something, and people stopped doing it, so, like, we successfully got rid of you should smile more. That's good. And, yeah, because it was actually becoming a problem. It was one of those things where, like, as soon as people, like, uh, like introduced it as a problem... Uh, you know, a bunch of fucking assholes uh, started doing it a lot more. So, right, like, which, would, which made it a more defined action. So yeah, like, yeah. So they would come in and start like aggressively doing that. Like, hey, why aren't you smiling? And we would just look at those people and like be like, get the fuck out of here. So the people that were just like entitled idiots, like mm-hmm. suddenly understood what it was they were doing, and like mm-hmm. you know, unless they were intentionally being an entitled idiot. Yeah, which way too many people are. 
Did I ever tell you about the worst case of sexual harassment I ever witnessed? What's that? I was just walking down the street. This was like around Jefferson Station in Philadelphia. Uh-huh. Uh, and there was this really like attractive woman like walking in front of me, like in the same direction as me. Uh-huh. And this guy coming the opposite direction, just like he got in front of her and then he like air honked the air. He was like honk honk. Ooh. And then what? just like and then she like walked around him and like kept oh, going. No. And I was like, holy crap. Like, oh, wow. Jeez. <laughs> I was like, being a woman is hard. Yeah. Honk, honk. Yeah. Honk, honk. <laughs> it was like, I mean, it was just like, I was shocked. <laughs> the blatancy of it, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, anybody listening, if you ever tell a girl to smile more, just uh, don't. Mm-hmm. And go to hell. Yeah. Go honk yourself. <laughs> go honk yourself. Sorry, go honk honk yourself. Not that any of our listeners would ever do anything like that, because we love our listeners How so much. How would you guys feel if, if people were telling you to smile all the time? Uh, I would be pretty much across the board, fuck you. Yeah? Yeah, because I don't know. I, I, I think I'm a person... I'm, I'm usually happy, like I would consider myself a happy person, but mm. uh, I get like uh, I get that I look worried a lot and stuff. I think I just have like a really worried, like almost bitchy rest face, you mm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, that that kind of does happen to me sometimes, and it, like, I'm just like, no, I'm, I'm good, you mm-hmm. know? I'm not smiling, but it doesn't mean I'm not happy. Mm-hmm. I think I would just ask them why, and if they had a good reason, I might smile. Yeah. Yeah, or you turn around on them. Why don't you smile more and stop telling people what to do? No, I think it, like, I was thinking about it. I think there's pretty much no scenario where I would take that well. Uh, like, there are uh, other things that, like, I could imagine people not taking well uh, that I could take well. Like, for instance, being told I was attractive by a stranger. I, depending on my mood, I might be yeah, into that. That is, that is one thing that, you but, know. But, like, if somebody told me to smile, that's not really, like, you know, being told you look good and stuff, well, while it might be unwanted attention, is at least theoretically positive attention mm-hmm. like telling a person to smile is just criticizing their face yeah you know yeah, well, exactly. what if you're in a by someone who doesn't know your face whatsoever yeah uh, like a, a dance number and they're just like smile more smile more because that happens every time you're in a dance number and you're practicing uh-huh. they want everyone to smile more do they yeah, yeah i know like cheerleaders have to have like they have to show every single teeth in their mouth See, that's like, uh, it's systematic. We're talking about systematic sexism. Mm. There's, like, situations in which it's considered okay to do that. Well, I mean, in the the dance line situation, that was Mm co-ed. That was just, that's what you do when you're... Well, if you're in, like, a dance troupe, and they want everyone to smile, and you're the one who's not smiling, you're probably the one who's doing it wrong, you know? And you should probably smile more. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Mm. Time and place. Yeah, time, maybe. Yeah, time I don't know. Do I, know you know all your dancers like smiling like idiots? Uh, like the Rockettes, I know, do that and stuff. Like you know, uh, I think uh, I've been watching figure skating a little bit at the Olympics, and um, it's hard to pull off faces when you're uh, when you're figure skating. You know, when you're doing a flip, uh, you're just pulling like the weird. I saw some face. pictures of people mid mid spin. Yeah, like mid spin. Yeah, see, I like that. Like like. But uh, those people dance. are. I think they're required to like smile a little bit or look like they're enjoying. Themselves. They're supposed to you know express themselves, but it doesn't always have to be smiling. In a lot of in, on the the piece. In a lot of interpretive dance, I've seen like they they kind of like oh, they kind of like play into the facial features or the facial expressions. So like you know they just work the making an, a facial expression of exertion into the actual dance. Yeah, and I always appreciate that when I see it. It's yeah. old school theater. Yeah. Um, I have another note about this uh, minute. Uh, Tim says to Kat at one point, uh, aren't they going to kill you at that pizza place? 
Yeah, does he know. not know the name of this pizza yeah, place? Yeah, does he not know the name of Mystic Pizza? Maybe he doesn't eat pizza because he's too fancy. This is fancy. kind of an indicator of what we were talking about earlier. Like, uh, Tim sees Cat as Tim wants Cat to be. Mm-hmm. And uh, Tim doesn't care what the name of the pizza place is. Because it's, it's just the name of the town. It's not in his fantasy at all whatsoever. My like, guess is it was just it a writing him, decision, If though. it were up to him, he like she wouldn't work there at all. And she would be... Uh, taking care of Phoebe 24-7. I think it was just a writing decision to say that because it just was more natural than saying, aren't they going to kill you at Mystic Pizza for which (laughs) this movie is named? Yeah, yeah, I guess they have to uh, shy away from titular lines. Uh Uh-huh. You know, but uh, I think even Kat looked at him like, really, dude, you don't even know where I work. I'm getting so sick of this Mystic Pizza. (laughs) I'm just so tired of all this Mystic Pizza. Oh, right, that's it. Yeah, it does that sometimes. You got it. Yeah, it still HMI. works. So, um, well, can let's, you stop let's, the episode? Let's wrap it up. Uh, well, can we? Hit we the can wrap bar? up the episode. Yeah, wrap all right. It up. Well, anyway, so this was the Mystic Pizza Minute. Uh-huh. Bye. This was the Mystic Pizza Minute. Bye. Uh, this was the Mystic Pizza Minute. Thanks, Bungler. Bye. This is the Mystic Pizza Minute. Thanks, Bungler. Thanks, Steve. Bye. 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 <laughs>